Hello, this is Sade, and you are listening to another podcast episode of It's Your Life. This time we have a very, very special guest that's going to be joining us. Uh, I call her the travel budget Nista. This is Jessica. <laughs> and Jessica, we actually met a few years ago. Um, and we've been really good friends ever since. We all, we both have a love of travel. We're both women of color. We have so many different interests and we've been able, we actually went to Thailand together. Yes. We oh did. my God. <laughs> we went to Thailand together. You guys can hear about all those stories later. Um, but we have just been able to connect on so many different levels. And I think that she's a really great person to hear from. So Jessica, if you want to introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. Well, my name is Jessica Flareval. I'm 23 years old and actually me and Sean day ironically met at the study abroad office at our university so it was kind of like destiny for us just to <laughs> be on this podcast together exactly we both love travel and we love getting money so we ended up meeting <laughs> securing the bags bag, you know and still helping others to sort of fulfill their passion of studying and things like that mm-hmm. and so jessica if you know you're able to talk about when for you like when did traveling start start you know can you give us a little bit of a background history of how you sort of started to get into it solo or not so actually my mother country is haiti even though i am american (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um my parents were born in haiti me and my sister were born in america so i kind of got the travel bug from my mother from you know visiting haiti frequently as a child and from there kind of slowed down but i picked it back up once i entered the university of maryland um, I decided to study abroad, um, at the University of Manchester. Yeah. My second semester here at the University of Maryland, that kind of like fostered my love of travel. Um, just being in Europe, being able to hop through different country, European countries mm-hmm. so frequently and so often kind of just flourished my, you know, interest in travel. Nice. And for that very first experience, what was that like? Or why did you even, how did you even come to choose University of Manchester and live there? What was that experience even like sort of navigating Mm -hmm. that? So honestly, I didn't even want to go to Manchester. I went to go to London. (laughs) (laughs) I never, (laughs) I barely heard of any really real European cities outside of London. Like that was just my focus, but I was convinced to go. um, And honestly, I loved it every second of it. Wow. Um, I did go by myself, so I didn't know anyone who was there. I yeah. kind of, you know, left on my own. I really didn't know anyone at my university who was going to that school at yeah. the time. So I kind of just picked up my bags and just went there for over six months. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a huge stretch of time. A huge stretch of time. Yeah. And, I mean, like, okay, at least thankfully with Manchester, they speak the same language, but what yeah. were some other barriers that you sort of had to get through? I'm sure there are so many different cultural things as well. Yeah. Like, trying to navigate that. Um, the first barrier is definitely homesickness. Mm. I've never actually been away from home more than, I guess, two weeks at a time. Mm. And especially by myself with no family, friends, or anyone that I knew in the area. Mm. So that was the first time I was truly by myself. Um, also, Manchester is kind of northern in the northern part of England Mm. so they do have a mix of that Scottish and English accent Mm. so it can be a little bit difficult to understand um, how they're saying just based on their diction and pronunciations so that was a bit difficult and just like small the small culture shock of how you do certain things like you're not supposed to leave a tip 
So in America, no. everyone, <laughs> they you leave a couple money. of dollars. Pocket change. Every, every coin counted when I was there. Yeah. And like, I made, like, you're not supposed to leave it to, because they yeah. kind of see it as rude. Like, uh. you know, you're leaving, cause they're paid regular wages here uh. in America. People can still be paid like $5 an hour, even less if the than. minimum wage, less yeah. than, even if the minimum wage is like $19 by state. Yeah. Um, I mean, $9. Yeah. So in England, when they get paid like the average living cost, yeah. then you don't need to live, leave a tip. So if you leave mm. a tip, they kind of see it as kind of disrespectful and rude. Yeah. If you go to more touristy areas in London or in Manchester, yeah. they'll accept tips because they know people are going to give it to them anyway. Yeah. But in the other shops where, you know, the more lo- locals hang out, yeah. then you're not supposed to leave a tip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a lot of cultural differences that I saw from America, even though they do speak English, mm-hmm. it was really eye opening for me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. And, you know, I think those are the things that we don't even think about, you know, mm-hmm. before heading back. We're like, okay, is there going to be a language barrier? Are there, there's going to be, I need to change my currency, you know, they have a different system of government, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to get into the nitty gritty, you're like, wow, this is completely different. Or, you know, I can't eat with my left hand. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> this is how public transportation works or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those are sort of the little nuances that really matter when you're traveling mm-hmm. and you're trying to also live an authentic experience. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of being authentic how did you make it so that you could still live an authentic experience when you were abroad or sort of live like a local if you will or sort of detach yourself from the main sort of touristy areas how were you able to do that um and this is you know all throughout all of your travels because you have so many stories that i'm sure our listeners would love to hear Mm -hmm. So, honestly, I just try to diverge from hanging out with other Americans. Not that I didn't mind (laughs) hanging out with other Americans, you know, because a majority of them were my friends at university. Mm -hmm. But I just tried to hang out more with locals. I tried to speak to locals on a, you know, a daily basis, Mm. not kind of not exclude myself from participating in, for example, sporting events. Football, a.k.a. soccer, is very popular in European countries, so I would attend those or rugby matches or things that people in that area enjoyed and things that they enjoyed to do. So that was Mm. something that I really tried to just incorporate myself into their society by just joining them on things that they enjoyed and, yeah. Yeah. And how does this transcend through all the countries? Because, I mean, if you can list or even the most recent countries that you've been to this year... Or even some funny stories from last year. Uh-huh. I think it was in Korea um, about like <laughs> about how to um, live authentically or have an authentic experience. Are there apps that you use? Are there mm-hmm. do you do Airbnb? Do you do hostels? Mm-hmm. Like what? How do we get into that? Okay, so first things first. I really do try to. Uh, I encourage everyone to try Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are horror sto- stories with those, <laughs> but um, it can also help you feel like you're living as a local. Yeah. Um, if you're more into me other people and trying to get that experience by joining other solo travelers i would definitely recommend hostels yeah. um you can meet an array of people and also the people who work at the hostels nine times out of ten they live in that country you know all the time they're locals they're from there they know what's around and what people enjoy what people do so that's also something that you want to um, incorporate while you're traveling exactly and hostels are so cheap and i mean depending on what type you can get a more luxury hostel or even get a mm-hmm. private room yeah um in a hostel or do something that's like super super budget if you're like hey i'm very tight this is what it is <laughs> but there's so many i mean even when we're in bangkok like the mm-hmm. hostels there it's like so nice yeah and so you can definitely get a varying degree um, there's also couch surfing, which I tried for the first time yes. when I was in Europe. 
<laughs> oh my god. The stories, the stories from couch surfing. Um, it's actually an app, and I'm sure there are other apps that mm-hmm. allow you to couch surf, but. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you, did you stay in the person's house? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> a girl. So, you guys, when I told her to try couch surfing, yes. I never actually stayed at someone's house. <laughs> I just used it to find people to hang out with who oh are from that area. God. So, I've never actually sl- slept over another person's house. So yeah. You couch surfed yeah Yeah. oh my god it was so jessica told me about it when i think she was in france or something and so i was like okay like why not this seems cool and you know my last trip i was on a tight budget and i was like okay let me see like i'm gonna book airbnbs but if a couch surfer comes up like i'm just gonna cancel and then you know whatever Uh it was a good experience overall safe and i mean what's great about couch surfing is that you have references yeah and so you can write a reference about someone you can read references about a certain host and Mm -hmm sort of check that person out and yeah. so it's never going to be something you're putting yourself in danger mm-hmm. granted there were some awkward <laughs> moments um i remember i was in florence italy and i met this like older man like he was like 60 and he said that he had like this country home in mm-hmm. tuscany i was like oh this is great fabulous whatever let me cancel my airbnb whatever uh-huh. save money it got a little weird. It got a little weird. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, he had a, it was just, I don't know. There's just sometimes where you get a little bit uncomfortable. Like, what did he, he do that he, made you uncomfortable? He wanted a foot massage. For I you? was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, sir, I cannot. Like, I gotta go. I'm going back to Rome. I'm going, taking my bus. Like, I gotta go. And so, but nothing happened, obviously, but. Um, you're gonna, there's gonna be just funny situations yeah. like that. Um, just use your better judgment when it comes to picking hosts. Definitely. Some of them genuinely want to just meet someone who's from another country. They just want to yeah. experience another culture, but some of them are straight up creepers. Yeah. Like you'll get messages where it's like, hey, you want to meet around midnight? Yeah. <laughs> you can come through my back door. Literally. It's like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. So, so use, trust your gut that we talk about. Trust yeah. that instinct. Um, and I mean, like, just was saying some people want to practice their language skills Mm -hmm. or just want to share their home where they have free time and so you know i stayed with like a university professor who taught in rome um i stayed with a grad student who was um, learning culinary sciences in venice like there's so many cool stories that you can learn from people Mm -hmm. um but yeah use your better judgment and like for the most part you know everyone's good and watches out for you so yeah yeah Getting a definitely, I think that's definitely a great way to get a local experience and hang out with people that, and maybe even hang out with other tourists too. Yeah, um, I definitely use couchsurfing to like find other um, travelers yeah. and kind of like share that experience together. Because even though solo traveling can be very convenient for you, you can kind of do what you want when yeah. you want, how you want it. Yeah. Sometimes you do want to share it with other people. So if you ever have that kind of feeling that, you know, I just would like someone to share this experience with me, Couchsurfing is definitely, I definitely recommend Couchsurfing for yeah. that type of experience. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Or getting like a local guide or exactly. you know, things like that. So really great um, experiences and tips when traveling solo. And so Jessica, for you, mm-hmm. how do you incorporate travel into your life? Like now that I guess it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I can know that I'm probably going to visit one to two countries yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. You know, how did it start off? Was that what your goal is? What are your goals in terms of traveling in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you make it work? So um, after my experiences at university in um, England, yeah, 
I kind like I said, it helped me flourish my love of travel. Yeah. So from there, the ease of just going to France, from France to Spain, Spain to Italy, wow. Italy to the Czech Republic, yeah. I realized that there's such a huge world outside of where I've lived my entire life. Wow. Personally, um, I've lived... I've gone to school, elementary, middle school, high school, and even college in the same county. What? In the state of Maryland. That's crazy. So I did you, not know that. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Like, I haven't, wow. <laughs> I haven't even strayed 10 minutes from my own house. Yeah. So, it just kind of put the pressure on me to, you know, see what else is out there, what else yeah. is different from what I'm used to and what yeah. I know. Yeah. So, from there, I really do try to at least hit every continent um nice <laughs> wow <laughs> ambitious okay i love ambitious, it ambitious yes but it's gonna um, happen yeah it's gonna happen based i can on my host paychecks. you i can based on i can host you in ghana anytime incorporating into your lifestyle or like you know after that like making it into you know your regular mm-hmm. sort of habits yeah. um spending yeah. so honestly it gives me a sense of joy that's how i've incorporated it into mm-hmm. my life um just yeah. Being able to look at tickets just gives me, yeah. makes me excited to know that I could possibly be in a different country, yeah. you know, in a couple of months. So with that, I really do try to budget correctly so yeah. that I have enough money to spend on these vacations and trips. Like, I like shopping. I like going out just like the yeah. next person. Yeah. But I just am more wise about where I go and how I spend my money. Yeah. So later on, I'll be able to afford the trips that I want to go to. Yeah. What is the best deal that you've gotten to travel? Uh-huh. So the best deal I've ever gotten <laughs> was a round trip ticket from Korea, um, from I, from Dulles National yeah. Airport in yeah. Washington, D.C. Straight, um, for about $520. That's insane. And when I looked at like a regular, um, like Expedia yeah. or yeah. TripAdvisor or something like that, yeah. it was like almost $1,200. That's crazy. So to see that difference, I bought the ticket immediately. So, oh, that's yeah. like one third of the price. That's yeah. crazy. Um, and so are you always just like, you know what? My next destination is based on these flight deals or do you have those places where you're like okay i want to go here first this first mm-hmm. you know like are you seeking out just certain deal? like how does that work for yeah. you so i learned early in my kind of travel experiences that i shouldn't prejudge a place or assume a place is going to be a certain way mm-hmm. just because of what a based on my preconceived notions. Yeah. So honestly, I just base it entirely off the ticket prices. I'll give nice. you a good little anecdote. Yeah. So a group of friends of mine, um, we all graduated from the University of Maryland to get, well, from high school together. Yeah. And we wanted to do like a little girls trip, you yeah. know, bring everyone back together again. Yeah. And so um, we've already done our girls trip. We went to Miami. But the yeah. second time around, we were like, we're going to do international. Yeah. So we're thinking of places and someone mentions Cuba. Okay. I don't know why, but I said I refuse to go to Cuba. <gasps> I would not go I there. I love Havana. I, would, <laughs> I love I the Cuban not people. There. I'm like, no, they don't have, you know, like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to eat rice, beans, and plantanos all day. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, I was just, honestly, I was just scared, like, maybe they wouldn't want me to come back or something. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, that was my ignorance. That's when I was really young. I didn't know yeah. any better. Mm-hmm. A year later, uh, specifically now... Um, the trip idea came back to us yeah. and I was the one to suggest, Hey, you guys, let's go to Cuba. Mm. When I say the entire group chat came from my neck, they were like, <laughs> you were the Not one you breathe. who said <laughs> you didn't want to go to Cuba. Now all of a sudden, Look at you're that. about Havana. Get out of here with that. Look at that. And not only that, but like maybe a week later, I found a deal for 220 round wow. trip from Cuba and wow. I bought my ticket immediately. Wow. I mean, so, Hey. Sometimes yeah. you just, that's how you have to just make it happen. Sometimes you can't think too much. Cause if you, you think, think too, too much, much, 
You're not going to buy it. You can just think about, oh, I got these bills to pay. And maybe you do. Maybe you do. But at least you can enjoy that trip and then you come back, work your ass off to pay them bills and go back again. So sometimes you got to do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, money always comes back. Time doesn't. Exactly. So it's like, why not? (laughs) That was good. Hit him with the one liner. I think that's a really great point that you made that don't hesitate. You know, if you know there's something that's on your heart and Mm -hmm. you want to take that trip and you see that good deal, you know, why not like let's go for it and then we'll think about housing and you know logistics later (laughs) you know and when it comes to your trips do you how much do you plan in advance how much do you research in advance is that like how does that go into you know when you're getting that ticket so honestly um because i buy the tickets on an impulse yeah i just settle in that damn i just spent hundreds of dollars to go to god knows where yeah i let that settle in a little bit and then maybe a month or two before i actually depart yeah i start looking into hotels activities what i can do things like that yeah i just try to like set everything up but one thing i have learned um, just from my experience of group travel, yeah, is sometimes you can't plan too much or yeah. over plan. Oh, yeah. You just have to pick one or two things a day that you really want to do. Oh, yeah. And then if you get to everything else, yay. If you nice. don't, oh well. Right. But sometimes you just have to take one day in at a time. Like I remember yeah. in Thailand, yeah. I was so excited to see all the temples and stuff. Yeah. And you were so goddamn relaxed. <laughs> I was chilling. At one point, I found <laughs> homegirl chilling in a hammock. And I'm like, <laughs> Seize the day. Like, what are you doing? Why are you just sitting here? You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're going to have one person that's super ready, super excited. The other person's like, hey, I have a coconut in my hand. Like, I'm chilling, you know. And so, or like someone wants a different experience. And so, yeah, yeah, I agree with you with the planning. Like, you got to be careful with it. Yeah. So, honestly, though, I took... I. I took that advice though from you when yeah. I saw you like just chilling that yeah, one day. I was yeah. like, you know, what? I need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. And so, can I curse on you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I like, you know, started taking the day one step at a time. Yeah. I didn't plan too much. Nice. I maybe planned one thing. If I got to it, okay. If I didn't, oh well, yeah. I'll just push it to the next day or yeah. I'll do something else. Yeah. Nothing was too um, important or too planned out. Mm. I just wanted to kind of just seize the moment and take in where I was at, mm. what I was doing, the atmosphere. Yeah. Cause you miss little things like that when you you're do. trying to rush and take pictures in front of a temple or a monument yeah. or something that you can, you know, post on the gram. Sometimes yeah. you just have to take it in with your eyes Put and not the your phone camera. down. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of do that a little too much nowadays yeah. where it's like, we have to show everyone what we're doing mm-hmm. or what we're doing or how much fun we're having. And yeah. it's like you, you, and then you look back and you're like, I can't even remember all the things that i did let me look at these pictures to remember yeah and it's like the you know if you're experiencing something for the first time Mm -hmm. you want to just be able to soak it all in and then say okay maybe i want to take a few pictures you know send these out to people or put this on the gram or you know whatever but it's like hey take it in yeah yeah so i totally agree with that point the best experience i experiences i feel like come from the um situations we were in where we weren't recording where we weren't taking pictures yes like those are the best stories those yes, are the best experiences the best stories. <laughs> oh when God. you can recount and you can actually picture in your mind what happened to someone instead of just showing them pictures through your phone or through your instagram or through your snapchat like mm-hmm. that's when you're really putting bringing someone into your world that's where you really become a storyteller mm. and it's like you want everyone else to be the readers mm. so, yeah. that's beautiful your life is a book you know 
Um, and I think about, we were in Bangkok this one time and we were trying to go out or we did go out Yeah, and no, we were playing, we went to go to Muay Thai boxing match, yeah, which is super fun. Uh-huh. We saw a live mm-hmm. Muay Thai boxing match. I think we were on TV or yes, was on we TV. Were, we were. Um, we were in the audience. It was so cool. And then after we wanted to turn up, you yeah. know, in Bangkok, like why not? So we went out clubbing all night. So guys, so in the area that we were in, they sell shawarma, uh-huh. which is like hot, fresh, like amazing, so good. And literally, as we're both on our motorbikes, right, our motorbike taxis, we're like, you know, I really want some shawarma. And we've already reached our hostel. Like it's so late. And you're like, do you want to go back? <laughs> And we literally, we both went back and found a shawarma place and was just sitting there in Bangkok, eating our food, enjoying and living life. Those are the moments, yeah. you know? Little things. We had so many other stories that we're not going to put you know, on air. But, but, you know, those are the moments that I think Jessica's referencing where you're just in the moment and you're really just living life, you know, mm-hmm. and not um, for the sake of letting others know what your updates are. Speaking of which, um, I know we're emphasizing solo travel, but also remember that we're, you know, sometimes you have to sprinkle in moments where you share with other people. So yes. in our case, me and Sade, when we met up in Bangkok, yes. um, you know, there were certain things that I wanted to experience while I was there, you know, because I wouldn't have the opportunity to do that in the States. Yes. And this one was too bougie to use the motorbike taxi because she felt like we need to be taking a car i told her no it was it was a little too she was having i was like no we're gonna do it like the locals do and we're gonna hop on the back of this bike (laughs) and hold on for dear life listen the motorbikes in bangkok in southeast asia they go in the creeks the crevices they don't care for your life there are no traffic laws if you fall off you fall off you fall off if they want to go on the other side of the road they will if they They want to jump a sidewalk you better move out the way like it's just it's how it works but it's like organized chaos so don't get scared that we're telling you this it's more like they know they all drive crazy yes. so they all know what to expect from each other so yes. there's not that many accidents honestly <laughs> when you hear those like from the official statistical office yeah, someone, you know uh tourists have the highest car crashes in Bangkok. Yeah. it's usually because they're the ones driving the motorbike okay fair um because when i went to chiang mai yeah while i was in thailand yeah. i think one of the girls in my hostel she had like a cast oh, and we wow. were helping her um get to her room like get her back to her room because yeah. we saw she was struggling yeah and i asked her like how did that happen she was like yeah i was running a motorbike and i just crashed wow. and i was like you were running a motorbike or were you on it she was yeah. like no i was the driver uh, and especially in like places like chiang mai where yeah. the laws are um where police are not as rampant yeah um a lot of foreigners can rent motorbikes without proper licenses yeah. or documentation um I don't recommend it, especially yeah. if you're not used to riding a motorbike. Yeah. If you just feel like, hey, it's like riding a bike. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's, not. it's like a car with <laughs> two wheels and you yeah. will kill yourself if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So if you're ever in that area and you think you want to do like a motorbike tour, tour yeah. please get a professional to either drive you yes. or just stick to cars. Yeah. Because it's not worth your life. It really yes. isn't. Like, yeah, it's cool. But trust me when I say I... um I rented a motorbike yeah. when I was in Chiang Mai. Did I tell oh, you that? No, 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 no. So yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like riding a bike, you know. Oh god! And I'm, you know, I'm real, I'm real fancy with my bike. I'm the okay. one who, who rides like, you know, a professional, whatever. Exactly. Okay. I ain't popping no wheelies, but <laughs> I'm pretty good. Okay. So I rented the motorbike because it's like 200 baht, and what yeah. is that? Like 10 bucks or something. 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why not? Why not? You, know, you only live once. Yeah. I literally, maybe not even a block. I don't even know what this was. Yeah. I got. 
maybe 10 feet away from the mm-hmm. motorbike place mm-hmm. and I turned back around because I almost crashed into the car in oh, front of me. Oh my God. I was like, fuck this. You know and then it's they, not worth it. They yeah. saw me. They were like, no re- refund, no refund. refund. And I'm like, I don't want a refund, sir. Right. I've had my fun. I know it's only been five minutes and I have this rental for like 24 yes. hours, but I I'm value good. my life, you know. Here you go. You're putting your limits on the, Exactly. Yeah. So my thing is really think about it before you do it. I think that's really great point of put knowing what your limits are because sometimes there's this like other opposite reaction uh-huh. where it's like, okay, like I'm traveling, I'm on vacation, I need to do this, this, and this. I need to, you know, go skydiving. I need to do jump, bungee jumping. I need to do all these things. And it's yeah. like, if that's not how you are usually, mm-hmm. and if you're not comfortable with mm-hmm. something, don't feel this pressure to live this certain life yeah. or do things because other people are doing it or have done it before you. Mm-hmm. You know, find what those boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take some risk, but then also be very careful make sure that you know what your own limitations are um in terms of you know exploring adventuring Mm -hmm. and things like that so Uh, i have a question for you actually yeah do you ever feel that your personality um changes or you adjust your personality a tad bit while you're traveling um and i'm not saying like you oh you're acting different because you're in a country but you know how you may i don't know reveal a certain side of yourself that you Otherwise, would have not if you were back in the States. Yes. To that second question, uh-huh. yes. Because I think that when you... I know that when you're alone and you're in a new environment yeah. alone, you... It, it reveals a lot of things about yourself okay. if you tune in correctly. Okay. And I think that my first trip solo, mm-hmm. I learned so many things about how I was with other people, mm-hmm. how I sort of the perceptions that I had, how I sort of navigated mm-hmm. the world through me walking through it. And so I definitely learned a lot of things about myself and my perception, mm-hmm. just being in a different environment because yeah. you need to, sometimes I think we're too comfortable mm-hmm. and you need to really push yourself outside yeah, of definitely. your comfort zone and see like, this is where the growth happens, yeah. you know, and it's getting outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. But in terms of personality, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm an intro extrovert. Okay. So it's like, I like to be outspoken and loud and friendly and all those things. But then after a while, I get really tired and I need mm-hmm. to, like, recruit my energy, as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of shy when I'm me- first meeting new people. Yeah. And so... I so. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> um, and I think with that... Um, when you are alone, there is mm-hmm. a little bit of a pressure to be a little bit more social yeah. because it's like, oh, let me be nice to this person or I'm at this hostel. <laughs> I need to, you know, I'm at the, I'm like, a smile goes a long way. It sure does. It really does. <laughs> I'd be surpri- you'd be surprised how many things you get when you just smile at people. Exactly. Or say please and thank you in the local language, like yeah. whatever it is. And so... Um, you do sort of have to put yourself out there and that's okay because you can, if that's something that you're used to, mm-hmm. you can get that practice. But then, you know, if that's how you are usually, then mm-hmm. it might be just a little bit different, but not really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm just a slightly bubblier person when I'm abroad. Yeah, definitely. Still the same. I, yeah. I would definitely say I'm more outgoing and yeah. more open-minded. Not saying yeah. I'm a closed-minded person, Yeah, but you know, um, I feel like as you grow older, you feel like there are certain types of people you cannot hang around with or certain types of people that you prefer to hang around with. And when I say that, I mean, as we grow older, you know, there's certain people who are not on the same path we are as we yep, are yeah career-wise socially yeah relationship-wise things yeah. like that and it just happens it just happens yeah. naturally it just you know it just occurs yeah and so with that we kind of i feel like 
we kind of stick to people who we feel uh-huh. are the most um, like us in terms of those aspects. Yes, I agree. So when I travel, I try not to even think about that. I try not yeah. to think about those differences at all. I just try to accept um, everyone as they are, as they, they're coming in mm. and as, you know, um, and integrate them into my life. Yeah. So it just gives me an opportunity to learn more about other people, other cultures, yeah. you know, the ways other people live and things like that mm. without restricting myself yeah. based on what I think mm. they would be like. That's a really good point. So that's something that traveling by myself has really opened my eyes to. Yeah. yeah. And I think you make a really good point of getting to know others and where they're from and what, you know, their families and what their friends are like. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes what happens when we travel in groups or with other friends, we mm-hmm. tend to stick to that. Yeah. And it's a comfort. It's a comfort. It's a you know, blanket. it's a security blanket. And then we're walking around with our security blanket all throughout the country. Yeah. And it's like, how are you? It's not going to feel that much different. It's not. You know, like, may, it's it. right. <laughs> you know, you're just going to be like, okay, let's go to the bar. Okay. Let's go to the, even if you go to the Coliseum, there's only one Coliseum in the entire world in Rome yeah. you know but if you're going with all your friends and not you know asking locals or talking to people around you yeah. are you really immersing yourself are mm-hmm. you really you know exploring a new culture it's kind of I kind of compare it to like being at a museum yeah you know okay. you go you're in the museum you're next to that artwork you're yeah. next to the, that part of history yeah but if you're just looking at it through a glass what are you really experiencing mm. you're just an observe you're just observing wow at that point so wow. that's what i see it as when we that's we had when we're too comfortable when we're traveling we yeah just, we're just the observer we're not mm. integrated into what we're experiencing yeah. yeah and sometimes you just gotta open up your eyes and look around and see something else different yeah definitely another question for you oh my god i'm getting <laughs> questions now okay um, yeah is there an experience or reason why you prefer to travel solo oh my god um no i shared this in the last podcast that my my solo travels were was an accident (laughs) and i was supposed to you know i had originally booked a ticket to be with a friend and then the friend changed plans and i was like you're doing too much like i'm just gonna you know go ahead and do this by myself um but you know once you do it once you kind of realize what the (laughs) you you see the benefits you know (laughs) and i think it's truly i'm like is it a high that i'm fulfilling like Mm -hmm. what is it but like okay when you're traveling solo there's so much less coordination to deal with you're literally coordinating with yourself Mm -hmm. and you know depending on the type of person you are you might want to make a full itinerary or just book the ticket and book your housing and Mm -hmm. then everything else is whatever um and i think i'm at the point where i know myself pretty well and so like i have no hesitations or anxieties whenever i travel Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of easier on that front yeah um and i've tried you know even now i still try to do some group travel with my girlfriends or whatever and it's still hard because it's like let's all find a date that works let's all choose a country that we like let's all you know plan this and people you know there are people that are like luxury travelers that are like really really like live life like they have to spend their entire savings checkings boom their offshore accounts their offshore accounts you know seriously like but then there are some people who don't spend any money yes like you don't want to spend a drop a dime they don't care like their penny pinchers like yes. oh you owe me that five you know you oh, owe me that ten like yeah. like that was 50 cents more than i had to pay i'm like ah, it's too okay. let me venmo you for like it's too much <laughs> you know i do this i pay for this you pay for that like That's it's, it for it's not it's too much and so mm. you deal with those people too so it's like kind yeah. of finding your balance and i think certain 
personally, I think certain destinations mm-hmm. are good for luxury. Yeah. You know? And certain destinations are better for being a budget traveler. Yeah. But you kind of have to know which battles to fight and mm-hmm. which ones are going to be worth it. You know? Yeah. I think, like, for example, Dubai. Like, that's a luxury. Sure you know? Is. Like, we can't... You can't, you can't, you can't do that on a budget. budget. <laughs> like, we're not going to Dubai on a budget. And so it's like, we know who's going to be able to do it with Imagine. me. But can I... Oh, my God. I would just be, like, you know, in the airport at that point. Right? Like... And I think it's important to note, you guys, that um when it comes to traveling with others... Yeah. Yeah, we first think of our friends. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, travel with strangers or anything like that yeah but you cannot travel with every person you're friends not everyone with. is meant to really, be really yeah really think Ooh, about who your friends say with. that again and that could be your homie oh that could be your God. ride or die you could have been in the sandbox with him since you were three years Boom. old does not matter it's, really think about it you cannot travel with every single person yes, you're friends with yeah like there are limits to some things yes and that's where you really have to use your better judgment and like Hmm, how is this person going to react if we're in a situation hmm. that is not planned out? Hmm. Because traveling has a lot of elements that certain personalities cannot adjust to well. Yes. So Agreed. especially if you're um, a traveler who likes spontaneous things. Yes. If you're with a friend who's a planner, yeah. that may not be the most cohesive travel, you know, buddy that you could have. Yeah. You know, so and when I say that can make or break your trip, it can make or break your trip. Not saying you should depend on one person to uh, on whether or not you'll have a good time yeah but definitely think about who you want to travel with and it's not anything personal it's not like a no oh you know it's not because you don't like the person it's just you feel that your traveling woes or you know experiences may not align yeah align with that other person and that's okay yeah um some people you're just not meant to travel with you know and i think if you really want to if you really want to know how someone is or find out about someone take a road trip with them or travel somewhere across the country and see how they are because really you know that that is how you'll find out how someone really is of living with like your significant other you really want to find out about the person you travel with them somewhere and you You know know everything about that person see how they react to emergency situations see how they treat other people see how they might treat you when things don't go like exactly see them outside of their comfort zone like you know, all of those things can be solved. But if you have mm-hmm. any hesitation, do one of those two things and you determine, okay, is this friendship going somewhere? Is this relationship right? going somewhere? If you want to cut some people out of your circle, just invite all your friends to one trip. There we and go. And then just start eliminating them. Just start dropping. Like Survivor. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like Survivor. just start cutting them out. <laughs> because I'm telling you, you're going to find out some things yeah. that you never knew before. Yeah, exactly. You start traveling with them. Exactly. So whenever I travel, I try to balance it. I try to have a friend who's mm-hmm. sort of my yin to my yang. Mm-hmm. And that's worked pretty well with you when we went to Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to Havana with another friend, we both balance mm-hmm. each other out. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and so... Uh, try to figure that out and make sure it's going to work well. And, um, you can definitely have fun on group trips or with friends or with, um, boyfriends or girlfriends. Yeah. It can definitely happen. It just, mm-hmm. you know, play your cards right. Yeah. So, so just to piggyback off of that, want to yeah. tell you guys a little story. So, um, when I was at the University of Manchester, yeah. Um, that I, it did flourish my love of travel. It did flourish my, you know, just, opened my eyes to the rest of the world and how there's another world that I could explore at a young age. But that also kind of showed me that I am able to travel by myself and still have a good time. Mm. Why is that? 
Yeah. Because the people I met while at my university who suggested we travel to other countries, because at first I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I just thought, okay, um, England is enough for me. Wow. It's the first time I've ever been outside the house. So wow. at that time, I didn't, you I wasn't even thinking. thinking about going outside of it. No. But I met some people in my class who yeah. are American, by the way, yeah. who suggested that I join them on their travels yeah. around Europe. Yeah. And I told them, hey, why not? I have nothing to lose, right? But, you know, I didn't really know these people, but I just yeah. met them in classes. Yeah. Um, I saw them around my dorm. So I'm like, okay, well, that's good enough. If anything happens, you yeah. know, I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get out of there. So uh, long story short, uh, they were really, really fun to hang out with. Um, nice. But there were particular moments within traveling uh, as that group mm-hmm. that, you know, we fought a lot. Like, not mm-hmm. physical altercations, yeah. but more verbal altercations. Yeah. Um, arguing about where to go next, mm-hmm. how much time to spend in certain cities versus other cities and things like that. Um, and so it kind of got... Very, it got very tiring. It got yeah. very repetitive. Yeah. Um, well, you could tell everyone was drained at that point. Yeah. And I actually departed early from the trip. They wow. continued on for another week. And I just left, um, maybe a week before. Yeah. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, I want to travel by myself just to nice. re-experience these cities nice. without having other opinions or other people arguing over yeah. where you should go and things like that. Yeah. Like I said, I really enjoyed every moment of it. Um, yeah. It really taught me how to travel with other people. Yes. How to um, manage my personality with others so that we can get things done or yes. figure situations out together. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't like a complete like never travel with other people type of situation, but it definitely helps you learn how your personality can um, mesh with another's. Wow. So, I, But that kind of led me to be like, hey, let me try traveling on my own to see what that experience would be like if I didn't have any other people to kind of influence where I'm going, what I'm doing and things like that in these cities. Nice. And I think that you make a good point where it's like, you know, you had these lemons, you made them into lemonade and you still, you know, had those positive experiences where like, you know, even though my first experience traveling mm-hmm. may have not been the best, it was still a great experience yeah. of being able to explore and, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And now I, I took from that, that I can do this for myself yeah. and I can have it independently and, you know, still be happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's really great. Um, what are some traits that you think you've learned, um, as a result of doing your thing by mm-hmm. yourself and, Tips and tricks that you've picked yeah. up. Tip number you know? one, confidence is key as a woman of color traveling oh. in these countries, um, yes. especially homogeneous countries oh. like in Asia or even yes. Eastern European even, countries. Yes. They're still homogeneous yes. despite what you may think. Yes. Um, confidence is key. Yes. It is your lifesaver. It honestly, um, I can't emphasize that enough because yes. when you're confident in yourself, you're mm. going to need to because there are going to be times where in Asian countries, let's yeah. say you sit on a bus. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I'm not saying everyone, mm-hmm. but sometimes someone may not sit next to you just because mm-hmm. of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not necessarily racist as it is. They're just, it may be out of fear or mm. curiosity. Like, yeah. they don't know, they've never seen someone with your skin color, your yeah. hair texture, your yeah. eye color before. Yeah. So they may be scared to, you know, interact with you, to speak with you, yes. things like that. Yes. So you have to be confident and be like, hey. No one wants to sit next to me. I guess I got this seat to myself. Yeah. You can't just sit there and wallow in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe these people are so racist. Because yeah. it's not the case. It's mm-hmm. not the case not a the majority case. of the time. Yeah. Not saying that's yeah. not possible, yeah. but I'm saying it's not the case the majority of the time. Mm. They're just 
astounded by the fact that you are a black woman yeah or you're a person of color mm-hmm. in general in their country some mm-hmm. of them have never even left their country yes. for generations yes their whole generation has not left that country so or they may have seen misrepresentations of misrepresentations in the media. or other people of color and so it's like exactly. to see you it's kind of like oh i'm intrigued i'm a little bit interested yeah what you know can you tell me more about yeah. your story so i think you can definitely, and you can sort of gauge whether it's curiosity yeah. or it's something that's a little bit more offensive. Yeah. You know, I think my first time traveling when I was in Asia and Thailand um, mm-hmm. with my host family, my host mom would be like, your skin is so beautiful. It's so soft. I love the color of it. And I never like took it as like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. she's fetishizing me or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. I was like, she's genuinely curious or she's complimenting me. Yeah. And I agree. Confidence is key wherever you go. You got to rock and own all of you because mm-hmm. when you're by yourself or even with a small group of people yeah. like you will you probably will get stares or even compliments you just got to take mm-hmm. it in stride so yeah. that's a really great tip or on, honestly my um way to take it is i just take it as humorous yeah um i'm not gonna let maybe someone's ignorance ruin my time absolutely not. in another country and experiencing yeah. another country yeah so sometimes you just have to laugh like i remember um, when i was in <laughs> when i was in bangkok so yeah. like i said they're they have motorbike taxis yes. it's literally an uber but with a motorcycle or a moped. You can just request a yeah, and they will pick instead you of a up. car. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember one time, um, this person, he picked me up. Yeah. It wasn't a moped, so it didn't have like it, that extra seat. Yeah, yeah. It was like the, the motorbikes that you race with. Oh, like the, the oh my god, yeah. Thin ones with yeah. like a high seat. You know, like you oh see the girls god. like, yeah, with their yeah, out. yeah, yeah, like, like that. So oh my mind god. you. In a lot of Asian countries, people just tend to be naturally smaller. Yes. That's, that's just how yeah, That's facts, yeah. You know, not saying there's not people yeah. who are a bit overweight yeah. or a lot overweight, but, but it's yeah. just the majority of the population tends to be smaller. Yes. Yes. So I ordered one of these motorbike taxis. Um, the seat is high. You guys, I'm like 5'2". Yes. I'm like three apples tall. I am not... <laughs> My legs are not that long. Yeah. You know, I can barely yes. get over um, a speed bump without oh my God. breaking a hip. Yeah. Anyways, so this motorbike, uh, taxi, motorbike taxi comes up and he's like, yeah, just jump on. I was like, jump on. How Where? I- <laughs> Where? Houseway. Like, right. how am I going to jump on? Right. He's like, yeah, no, no problem. Just jump on. So I jump on, <laughs> like he said, and he was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, don't be dramatic. <laughs> don't be dramatic. Because I've seen some whales right. ride these motorbikes don't in do this that. city. So don't, right. don't even don't start. Even. But you instead of getting it. like in my feelings, I just yeah. laughed it off. Yeah. Like, whatever. You still yeah. going to take me to my destination. Now. Absolutely. So Absolutely. let's go, bro. Yeah. yeah. So you just, you can't take it seriously all the time. Like, yeah. I know here in America when certain situations happen, and I'm not saying it's not serious, yeah. but honestly, who has time to be mad yeah. that often, yeah. 24-7? We can't. It's we can't. killing us. And it, yeah, it literally, it will kill you from the inside. Yeah. That type of stress, yeah. those type of hormones being released every time you're angry, at, mad, upset, annoyed, yeah. it just deteriorates you from the inside. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to laugh things off and just keep moving. Yeah. You know, don't let anyone steal your joy wherever you are. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Now, Jessica, do you see yes. yourself doing being a full-time traveler? Like how, you know, those people have blogs and mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. Do you see yourself doing that or do you just see yourself constantly incorporating it into your lifestyle mm-hmm. um, or moving to a different country mm-hmm. or, you know, like where, you know, vaguely? So, um, I don't see myself being a full-time traveler. Yeah. Um, only because even though I like spontaneity, yes. um, I do like stability at the same, same. time. <laughs> yeah. So I can't see myself 
constantly moving like you it's meet exhausting people, yeah like Dang. someone in bangkok who yeah. traveled for like a year already oh, and they were still yeah. going. yeah and i'm like i couldn't do that because yeah. i just don't like that instability leaving yeah. out living out of my suitcase mm-hmm. i like things to have some type of order in my yeah. life um, Agreed. but that's why i travel just yes. to throw stuff out of the you know in the mix you throw it in the mix exactly. you know switch it up sometimes um, yeah like i said i wouldn't see myself full-time traveling i would yeah. just do it um as I saw fit, as yeah. I had money in my account yeah, to do it. Right, right. Um, what was your other question? I'm sorry. Um, living in another country. Living or, in another country. So no. honestly, that is like my end goal. That's my dream. Yes. To live in another country. Yes. Um, if I could just find another husband from yeah. another from that country. <laughs> find another him, husband. Another, is there a first one? <laughs> if I could just find one from that yeah. country yeah. and just move there, I would. But yeah. no. Um, all jokes aside, I do want to live in another country. Yeah. Um, preferably, I would love to be back at mm. my um six month alma mater, University yeah. of Manchester. Yeah. Because that I just felt like that was my first home. Yeah. So I would love to just go back and live there for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But if not, I could definitely see myself maybe in France. Um, because no. I do speak French. Yes. Or in maybe an Asian country too. Or an Asian country, yeah. That would be but nice, um, yeah. if it's Asian, it's definitely going to be like a year or two. Um, but I definitely see myself um back in England again. Nice, nice. Yeah, I said this earlier. That I was like, I could not see myself as a full time traveler. Yeah, I just, it's too just much, not too cut out for me. Um, but I think I could definitely do a few years mm-hmm. or even you know more yeah. living in another country. I feel mm-hmm. like life's too short, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because we're both immigrants, and so it's kind of like. The U.S. is sort of this new country and our parents like yeah. want us to settle here. And we're kind of like, mm, okay. you know, we're going to do something a little different, mm-hmm. you know, try something out. So we'll see. We'll see. Thank you so much, Jessica. Do you have a last line or anything to say to our listeners? Um, I just want to say thank you for listening into this podcast and um, leave you with a little inspirational quote. Um, if you shoot for the moon, you'll land among stars. Thank you. Thank you so much, listeners. Please subscribe, share, tweet about this, post on Instagram, all of that. I love your support already. And just remember, it's your life. Bye.